Hey ladies, welcome to the 18-Minute Revolution, a podcast whose focus is on transforming the lives of women so they can dream again, hope again, and live a life on their own terms. I am your host, Pastor P, two-time award-winning author and literary strategist. I teach emerging storytellers how to tap into their creativity, turn those words into stories that transforms the lives of others. The 18-Minute Revolution is empowering, inspiring, and created to push you to the next level. Welcome once again to another episode of the 18-Minute Revolution. In today's episode, we are going to look at Philippians 4 and 13, a passage that is very familiar to a lot of us. And the title of this episode is How to Conquer the Shame and Guilt. How to Conquer Shame and Guilt. Philippians 4.13 says this, and I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible. It says, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me. To fulfill his purpose, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. I want to read it again. I can do all things which he has called me to do. I can put a plug right there. That I know that speaks to me and I know that it speaks to you. I can do all things through Christ. What are you facing today and you think and you're thinking there is no way I can do it? You know what? In and of ourselves we can't, but the word of God tells us you can do it. You can do all things because God gives you the strength to do it and he empowers you to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything. Wow. Really, Lord? You think I can do it? Yeah, God's saying you can do it. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who, who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Philippians 4 and 14 says this, whatever I have, Whatever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. I love that. Whatever I am, what whatever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. Listen to my resume. I am a two-time award-winning best-selling author. I have authored 11 books. I write in three genres, Christian fiction, nonfiction, and children's books. I'm a speaker, coach, minister, storyteller, strategist. I've been on radio, television, featured on the front cover of magazines, and also featured in newspapers and in magazines. My books have appeared online on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox Media outlets. I'm an entrepreneur and a successful, and I have a successful coaching and online business. And I, I've helped hundreds of authors promote their books. That is a great introduction, right? Yeah. But I have not always been that person. Believe it or not, before I became that person, I struggled with self-esteem, depression, abandonment issues, and rejection. 
For years, I struggled with low self-esteem, depression, abandonment issues, and rejection. All that stemmed from my own struggle of going through that divorce. The emotional trauma left me in that state. I lived for many years in uncertainty. Uncertain if I had the courage to begin again, the courage to walk the next years alone. What are you facing that you think you can't make it alone? God is with you. God got you. I questioned myself if I had the power and the determination to move forward. Every single day, those thoughts plagued me. I wondered if I had enough in me to move forward. At those, mo- at those moments, or at that moment, I was becoming a divorce pastor, one who attempted to inspire others with hope, yet in that very moment, feeling like I had no hope at all. Wow. We as Christians, the word of God tells us that we are to be the light in dark places. We are to be the shining light and we are to bring hope and healing to other people. Yes, God works through us, but we're the vehicle that God uses. And as leaders in ministry, our aspiration and our passion is to reach others with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But there are moments as leaders that we need to be encouraged. We need to be uplifted. We need to be edified as well. We need someone to come alongside of us and tell us you can make it and cheer us on. But in these moments in my darkness, I felt that all hope was gone. See, as a pastor, as a leader, you sh- you just can't go to everybody or certain people and tell them about your, your weaknesses, your flaws, your frailty, your struggles. Why? Because people, one, look up to you as though you don't have these issues, and two, You can't trust everybody in the church. You have to find somebody that you can trust with all of these um, emotions and struggles that you face in life. So I pride myself in helping others. But in those moments, I was the one in need. I was the one in need. I was that same person who had to be reintroduced to Paulette before I could ever learn to rebuild my life. And before anyone could love me and appreciate me the way I needed to be loved and appreciated. Yeah, I had to love me first before I could love anyone else. I had to learn to take small steps, which turned into larger steps. And finally, finally, I was able to fly. But it did not happen overnight. I had to allow the word of God to uproot all that negative, toxic emotions that I had allowed to enter my life. I had to allow God to surgically remove some things that I had allowed to plant within me because of what I had gone through. It took a minute, and truth be told, It took months and even years 
But because between the little steps, it was a wrestling match that was going on in my mind. You and I both know that the battlefield is in the mind. If we can't get control over the emotional thoughts that are going through our mind and playing with our minds, then that's a struggle. Paul says this, I have to change my mindset. I have to think differently because once I start thinking differently in Romans chapter 12, I'll then begin to act differently. Once I start thinking differently, I will then begin to act differently. This wrestling match that went on in my mind, it was between what God said, who, who God said I was, and what people said I, I, I was, and even who I felt that I was. And it was the wrestling match of what my experiences was telling me and what God's word said, how I can deal with those experiences. It was a struggle going on, but I had to press. I crawled, I stretched, and I had to reinvent myself. Yeah. And sometimes you got to start all over and it's okay to start all over again. It really is because there are moments as believers and trials and testings that we go through as believers. It requires us to start all over again. He makes us brand new. That's what the word tells us. God makes us brand new. If any man be in Christ. He's a new creation. Old things are passed away and behold, all things become new and all and those new things are of God. This scripture spoke to me, Isaiah 61 verses two and three. Isaiah 61 verses two and three, and I'm going to read it out of the Passion Bible. And it reads this, I am sent to announce a new season. Oh, yeah. When I said I had to reinvent myself, this is what God was saying to me. I am sent to announce a new season of Yahweh's grace and a time of God's recompense of his enemies to comfort all those who are mourning in Zion. To strengthen those crushed by despair. To give them a beautiful banquet in the place of ashes. The oil of bliss instead of tears. And the mantle of joyous praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. Because of this, they will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness planted by Yahweh as a living display of his glory. Ooh, how powerful that is. So look at what, what Isaiah is telling us here. It's Isaiah 61, 2 and 3 in the Passion Translation. God says, I'm going to do an exchange with you. You give me your despair. You give me your mourning. You give me all your tears. And I am going to give this to you in its place. I'm going to strengthen you, those who are crushed by despair. I'm going to give you comfort in your sorrow. I'm going to give you a beautiful banquet in the place of ashes. Yes, hallelujah. 
the oil of bliss instead of tears, and the mantle, a mantle, a mantle of joyous praise. Do you know what a mantle is? A mantle is something you put on, that you put on a mantle of praise instead of a spirit of heavy, heaviness. Because of this, they will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness. This is God telling, talking, speaking to you. You will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness planted by Yahweh as a living display of his glory. Yes. So when God, when, when God gets done with you in this new season, you're not going to be the same. People won't even recognize you anymore. They won't even recognize what you've been through. They won't even recognize it. People look at me and they see my smile. They have no idea about my history and my story. And when I begin to share with them what I have, have endured and what I have gone through, they were like, wow, you would never know it. Why? Because I can still, I can smile again, but I have not always had the smile. The smile was taken away from me because of what I was going through in life. Let me tell you something. You will smile again. You will have joy again. You will have comfort again. You will have a, a, a praise in your mouth again. It's going to happen. Yes, allow God to do the exchange. Because once you allow God to take what the sorrow and the anguish and the anxiety away and you make a spiritual exchange with him, he says you will be known as mighty oaks. Mighty oaks of righteousness planted by the Lord. And then he says, I'm going to put you on display. Oh, glory to God. A living display of God's glory. I'm going to put you on display so people will know that my hand is on your life. That people will know that I have transformed you. People will know that you are not the same person. You are not the same person coming out as you were when you went in. Hallelujah. You will not be the same person when you come out as you was when you came in. Why? Because God is doing a new season in your life. Can you believe that? I sure can because God's word never, he never lies. He says, I'm announcing a new season of Yahweh's grace and a time of God recompense of his enemies. Do you know what recompense means? It means that God is going to give you back everything that you lost. Yeah, payday is here. Payday is here. Payday is here. So wipe away all your tears. Don't worry anymore because God has got you, and you can bank on it, and you can take this scripture to the bank. God, your word says in Isaiah 61, 2 and 3, it is my time to recompense because it is my new season. Attention aspiring authors, faith-based leaders, women of faith, coaches, and thought leaders. Everyone has a story to tell. Don't let anyone else tell your story. Our stories and experiences in life are not for us, but for others. Your story is the answer to someone's problem or pain. Why keep it to yourself? Share it with the world. 
someone is waiting on you to tell it. Would you like to finally get your book written and published so that you can use your expertise to monetize and build a sustainable and profitable business? Are you ready to have your voice heard, your story read, and earn money in the process? If your answer is yes, I've created something I know can help you do just that. It's the Storytellers Academy Toolkit. This downloadable toolkit is filled with cheat sheets, checklists, templates, and more. Inside the toolkit, you'll learn how to use story mapping that will help you outline your story in less time. Be given ideas on creating a marketing plan from the ideal bank filled with 20 plus ideas on ways to promote your book before, during, and after publication. Not sure how to get your book copywritten? Don't worry, we've got you covered with this cheat sheet that gives you the step-by-step -step process on how to get it done. This toolkit is valued at over $1,200, but is priced for only $37. Visit storytellersacademy.org toolkit and download the $37 toolkit today. The Bible says in John 10 and 10 that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Shame and guilt almost killed me. But also recognizing that shame and guilt comes from the enemy. I had to do something that David taught us all what to do or how to do, and that was to encourage himself. I had to encourage myself. I had to face my future with boldness and confidence. In 1 Samuel 30 and 6, listen to what David did. And David was greatly distressed. The Bible does not deny the fact, or David did not deny the fact that he was distressed by what he was facing, what he was going through. And this is why, for the people spoke of stoning him, they literally wanted to kill David because of the souls of the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Wow. He was distressed. They wanted to kill him. But he found something he needed to do to not allow the distress to overtake him or even the fact that the people wanted to kill the king. He found encouragement. He found the, the ability to encourage himself because at that moment wasn't nobody encouraging David, but he had to dig within himself and encourage himself. There's going to be moments and times where nobody is going to encourage you. Nobody is going to be around to pat you on the back and say, you're doing a good job. Nobody is going to give you a word. Nobody is going to praise you for what you're doing or the efforts you're trying to make. No. There's moments and times that we just have to encourage ourselves and celebrate ourselves. I had to get to that, that place that in, in spite of my flaws and my weaknesses and my mistakes in life, I had to learn to just still celebrate Paulette. My progress, where I was going, that I was not the same person uh, what I, who I was looking at in the mirror as I was you know, months and, and, and years ago, I was totally different. I had to learn to do something that I hadn't learned before, and that was to love me, even with my flaws, even with all my issues. Why? Because God loves me. Because God loves me. I had to realize that I knew that God had something special for me. God had another purpose for my life. And it wasn't about condemning me. I had to release myself from that. 
I learned not to live in my past, but allow the past to propel me into my future. By encouraging myself, I could have allowed my circumstance to sap all my joy my, my, and to sap all my dreams and my goals and my aspirations in life. I could have allowed that, but I had to do something different. You have to do something different. Allow what has happened in the past to repel you into your future. Look what David says in Psalms 139, 13, and 6. It's from the Message Bible, and I love, this is absolutely one of my favorite passages in the Bible. And it reads like this. And yes, you shaped me from inside, then out, and formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God. You're breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made bit by bit. How I was sculptured from nothing into something. Oh, listen. David said, how I was sculptured from absolutely nothing into something. We are somebody. Like an open book, you watch me grow from conception to birth. This is the this is the part that I love about this passage of scripture. It's this right here. He says, all the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I even lived one day. Hallelujah. Even before I even lived one day, everything that I had faced in life and will face has already been prepared for me. That means there's some trials that I'm I'm about to walk into that's already been prepared for Paulette. But I can take encouragement knowing that where I am, God is going with me. God is leading me. God is going before me. Yeah. Even before I lived a day of my life, everything that I had, everything that had happened in my life, in my past, the days of my life were all prepared. There is absolutely nothing. I know you know this. There's absolutely nothing that you're going through, that I've gone through, that God didn't already know about. It had to get approval from heaven first in order for it to be allowed to even touch me. But God allows it to touch me because he knows I can handle it. He knows I can deal with it. Yeah, he knows it. I even think about when when Satan went to God and said, have you considered my servant Job? Have you considered? Have, this is what God said to, to, to Satan. Have you considered my servant Job? Wow. Did God offer up Job to Satan? Why would God do that? Because God already knows. The Bible says here, you know exactly how I was made bit by bit, how I was sculptured from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watch me grow. So God offered up Job to Satan. Mm, that's something to think about. Wow. But he did it because he knew we could deal with it. He knew we could handle it. He knew that even in the midst of the fire and the heartbreak, he knew in the midst of the squeezing 
and the twisting and the turnings of life. He knows even in the most dire states, even in those dark black moments of life, he knows we can handle it because the word of God says that he will not give us more than we can handle, more than we can endure. The days of my life all prepared before I even lived one single day. That's Psalms 139, 13 through 6 out of the Message Bible. How do I deal with the shame and the guilt that almost killed me? I learned that every day I take a step, I begin to walk, and then eventually I begin to soar. I begin to soar. And so now I can boldly say, yeah, like I, like I introduced myself at the beginning. I am a two-time award-winning author, dot, 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 dot. Only by the grace of God, I was able to deal with the shame and the guilt because of God's word. And you're able to get free and walk through the shame and the guilt that has come to bring condemnation against you. The Bible says, the Son of God, when you shall know the truth, the truth shall set you free. And the truth of God's word is that there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. As long as you continue walking after the Spirit of God, there is no condemnation. So shake it off. Walk in the newness of God. And walk in the freedom and the liberty in which God has set you free. Hey there, my beautiful sisters. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the 18-Minute Revolution. For more information about me, my books, or my services, or if you are an aspiring author and you need help publishing your book, I would love the opportunity to speak with you. Please visit me at my website, www.pauletteharper.com. I want to leave you with this scripture, Psalm 66, verse 12 from the Passion Translation. It reads, you've allowed our enemies to prevail against us. We pass through fire and flood. Yet in the end, you always bring us out better than we were before, saturated with your goodness. Until next time, keep pressing.